Good morning, everybody. Hopefully you're doing okay. Welcome to a Monday show. Hopefully you're doing all right. It's a week of Thanksgiving in the United States. Pretty crazy. The time is flying by and we're at that point. But uh, time flies by. So welcome to Break the Cycle with DSD. I am your host, Dwayne. I'm not a therapist nor an attorney. I'm an individual much like you who's developed some tips and techniques that I've used throughout the years to get my life back, break the cycle of abuse, and uh, strengthen the relationship with my kids. And I share that with you to hopefully help you do the same thing. Minimize the damage of your toxic ex and help you realize that uh, there is life after all of this or past all of this. Remember, only a licensed professional can diagnose somebody with a personality disorder. So be careful throwing around medical terms that can really hurt your credibility. Just focus on the patterns of behavior. Uh, obviously, learn about different personality disorders because if it does pertain to you, then you can learn the tips and or the, the traits that they normally follow and then learn the techniques to how to deal with that. If you like what's going on here and you want to support, please hit the subscribe button and you can go a little bit further by becoming a channel member which helps keep the lights on helps pay for everything the phone lines and all that kind of stuff and it gets you special badges custom emojis names listed in the credits and access to member only events and a member only section of the discord if you want to get the text notification of when the show goes live so you don't miss anything you can text dsd live to 844-598-0012 Four four five nine eight zero zero one two. And speaking of phone lines, the phone lines are open today. One four two four three seven three five four eight three one four two four DSD live. And if you're outside of the United States or if uh, calling the United States is complicated, you can use the web interface down below. And on that, I did that fast today. Hopefully you guys are doing all right. And uh, man, kind of tired today. Got a got a late, not a late start, but a well, I guess late. Went to bed late, which kind of messes up my my mornings. Uh, looks like there's even some questions already, so I will do that in a moment. Uh, let me just see who all is here right now. So Volser has a question. He says, uh, how do you deal with trying to get separate parent-teacher conferences for your children and the school not even helping with COVID happening? Well, that's going to be tough. What I noticed for me personally is... The school wasn't super helpful to all the schools that my kids went to, at least the school district. It's like the tools they had don't, uh, don't support two parents. So it's like, oh, inter, you know, in, input one email or one phone number. The only way I, came, I worked around that in the beginning was uh, since I had multiple children, as long as I changed you know, changed one of them to have my information, then I would get it. But now that we're back down to one, that does not, uh, that doesn't work. So the Volser, what you can do 
is ask for a separate one. And when they say no, just show up to the one that they have scheduled for both of you. And then what you can do later is directly connect with the teacher. I would recommend you do it in a one-off type thing, not email, just so that that way you can ensure that you can, if you're trying to communicate something that you're worried about the ex being having access to, for the most part, you need to be cautious of saying too much about what's going on because kind of that goes into what we were, what I, what I mentioned in the beginning of every show about, you know, not labeling them. You got to be really careful when you go in and you start saying, you know, oh, my ex is this and my ex is that because it, I guess it depends on, on the perspective that the teacher's coming from. If the teacher is sympathetic to fought in your situation to a father and they're inclined to believe you, you know, maybe it wouldn't help you, but it, oftentimes you're better served allowing your ex's actions to speak for themselves. I would assume more than likely where you're at, there's no law or anything that would be on your side to help with the school on that. I mean, unless you had something written in to, uh, into it. Oh, tumblers, man. I appreciate that. I tumblers. Thank you so much for the super chat, man. And for the level you, that's amazing, dude. I really appreciate it. It says, love your channel. Dwayne, I appreciate what you do for the community. Wow, dude. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm just blown away by that. I thank you, man. Holy crap. <laughs> Holy hell. Ah, uh, uh, wow. Thanks, man. I appreciate you guys that support, support the channel. You know, sometimes, sometimes I think I've lost my mind doing this channel. Uh, not, not that it's, you know, the money, but just building, building something that, that really helps people is, uh, I mean, it's, it's been one of those things where I, I, uh, it, it's to be able to take something that, that so knocked me to my knees that just broke my spirit, broke my, my thought that there was even a chance of hope and to be able to turn it around to something that helps people, helps people get their life back is, is amazing. <laughs> God, dude. I Tumblr says, you know, you're welcome. Ha ha ha. You're welcome. Uh, when I make the big bucks, I'll dan- donate more. I don't know if I said this for the podcast viewer. Uh, that was a $100 super chat. So thank you very, very much. And Volser says, thank you for the response. All right. I'm going to go to a caller. I have uh, I have a caller. Uh, I'm not. I, I realized the other day I, somebody else had commented, uh, don't say the area code anymore. Uh, which actually makes sense once I saw that. So I will no longer be saying the area code. Um, So the topic is pandemic visitation, and I'm going to go to that. Hello, and welcome to the show. Hey, Dwayne. It's all calling again. Um, How are you doing this morning? 
I have been sleeping very much lately. I've just been obsessing over my situation. Right. Um, my ex has been, my ex has been acting like extremely psychotic. Um, where I'm sorry, I don't know if I can say that <laughs> on the air, but um, yeah, he's just been acting extremely irrational, and it's really concerning. And I always try to be like two steps ahead of him, right? Like I analyze him and I try to see where he's coming from, so I prepare myself. And the way he's acting right now, like. I actually think he might hurt my son um, in ways that I don't think I can say <laughs> on the air, but or he might try to kidnap him or, or something crazy, you know. Um, and I'm really concerned, you know. He's quit his job. He's left the state, supposedly living at his brother's house. I don't know what this guy's got going on, but it's not good. A lot of the comments he makes are very concerning. Like, he's, like displaying that he's extremely jealous and mad and I spoke to my attorney about all this and he was like well you can just not do the winter visit but you might face contempt of court charges um so I and he advised me to do the visit and I was like I was you know like man I have to do it I I have to well I mean Canada to Arizona well here here's the thing though and I mean, I know I, people who 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 are new to the program maybe haven't heard you call him before and don't know the background. But uh, it, until you, I mean, right now you have a court order which puts you in a bind. But here, here's the second thing, or the the flip side to it, is if he was to kidnap your son or his son, and the order specifically says he can't do that, he is setting himself up for serious problems. Right. I mean, you know, that could end up in jail time. I mean, obviously in contempt, but I mean, it could even be more significant than that. You know, I mean, and if you're I mean, I guess the question on that is, is do you think your ex is really willing to push potentially going to jail? And if I remember correctly, he was previously in law enforcement. And I don't think most cops or people in that career field want to do that. No, no. No, he's actually somebody that works in an office. He wasn't in law enforcement at all. Okay. Um, when I became when I became a police officer, he he struggled a lot with that power dynamic. Like he didn't like that I had such a oh, all right. high okay. position, I guess. So I misplaced I But I'm, yeah, this is You know, I, I don't it, it's it's you know, you, you really have to it's a that's a tough one, right? I mean, I think when you were talking before and I, I mean just to clarify cuz when you when you called in the other day, it was at the end of the show and we were going through it fast and I think a lot of people miss, you know, it, it's easy to misinterpret your call to say, "Oh, to to think that you're just, you know, oh, I want to keep the dad away from the ex and you were mentioning some other things." And I, and that's not really the case. I mean, the thing is is you're in Canada, he's somewhere in the United States. Uh previously I think he was in California. And he keeps wanting you to send your son or their, you know, your, your, your guys' child through the, through the airline system for a visit. And if I remember correctly, this, this winter visit is like a sh- really short time, a couple of days, right? If I remember correctly. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the thing is, is that this is not somebody that exercises visitation. You know, he, he almost never sees my kid. He only does it when there's something attached to it. You know, if I modify child support or mo- try to modify custody, 
to suddenly express his interest in oh, my son. Oh, and that and is, I'll tell so, you, Oswell, that right, what you just said right there is, that's what always happens. They, they, these people will leave you alone and everything will be fine. And then as soon as you file something in court, they come back with a vengeance. And it's, it's, it's one of those things that it's a, you're almost better off a lot of times not even not even doing that because the the collateral damage that happens as a result of it is is significant and the emotional cost you know typically outweighs anything you would gain from from any adjustment i mean hell even i mean and i mean even if it's like hey you got 50-50 custody and the other person never sees their kid. Maybe, you know, maybe one weekend a month or every two months. I've seen people who go, this isn't right. You know, the order says 50-50. They never do it. Well, I'm just going to go back and get the order adjusted to what it says. And the first thing that they say, that the, the person who up until that point never gave a rat's ass about their child, now they want full custody. Now they're screaming parental alienation. Now they're saying that, that the other parent never lets them see him and it turns into a complete crap show. So, I mean, I'm not entirely sure what the motivation is. I know the last trip that you did um, a few months ago, uh, the last time the pandemic was pretty bad and travel wasn't really recommended. Um, it was all to try to adjust child support. And then it looks like if I understand this correctly, so he didn't, your ex didn't achieve that result so he figured, okay, well, I'll just quit my job so I don't have any money and then run to a different state. And w am I right on that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, 100%. Um, so, well, like, part of the reason I think he also did the visit last time was also to mess with me. Oh, of course, because you were visit, you were due, right? I mean, you were like eight or nine months pregnant at the time, right? Yeah, I was, I was yeah. super pregnant and I was in the high risk category. I, I had gestational diabetes and um, he knew he knew that I was in the high risk category. So during the visit, he would he like sent me photos of my son at a gas station with no mask on and it was crowded. There was like people walking around in the background, a lot of cars at the pumps. And I was like, why? And my son wasn't wearing a mask. And I was like, why would anybody send this? photo like it's a, it's, it was it's a just, a, just, photo. A, just to mess like with you just to mess with you and freak you yeah, out and he knew that that was important I mean it's the same thing this could probably be just a lash out because you now have a new baby you're with are you you're remarried right are you remarried or are you just you guys together I can't remember yeah I'm I'm, re I'm remarried yeah you've moved on well, uh, for a toxic yeah. person how yeah. dare you move on you know, I mean, and just to be clear, I mean, just for everyone listening, this, this a toxic person, this is a standard behavior, right? I mean, and it, and on the, and I've experienced the opposite on this from, from a female with mine, as soon as she realized that I was moving on, it was like, release the hounds, you know I mean? So yeah, your, your best bet on this is it, more than likely on contempt with, I mean, I'm not sure what, if, what, what the lockdown is in the state he's at. But I'll, I'll say this, California right now is purple, right? I don't know if, what other states use, but I mean, it's basically locked down. The governor has instituted a, nine, uh, a 10 p.m. curfew. I mean, it's really gotten weird. I would be, now I'm not an attorney, but I would find it really bizarre if you said, hey, you know, we just can't do this. I know the court order says this. 
um, you know, write something, have your attorney write something up saying, hey, at this time, this isn't safe for anybody. Uh, you already said previously on your other call that that uh, you're willing to give ex, you know, make up time and extra time. I would put that in there and potentially yeah. say no. Now, granted, I know you're you, you have issues with immigration status and stuff like that. So double check. I mean, obviously, you want to make sure you understand the risks. I mean, and if that if doing that would have the potential to uh, damage your ability to stay in Canada, then obviously rethink that. But I mean, you know, I mean, you just got to I mean, you're you, this again is a very good example of a typical double bind. No, there are there are no good decisions. There's a bunch of bad ones that all have compromises and consequences. So, what do you yeah, think? Like, I, I what do you think about attorney, doing? My attorney was well. My attorney advised me to do the visit and then just use everything that my ex does against him because he's gonna mess up. It's gonna happen. He's not gonna let me talk to my kid and stupid stuff like that. Then, but that's my not issue a, is my. Go ahead, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Your issue is what? My my issue is that he's been acting so irrational, so crazy with his comments, his hostility. Have you? Sh- but you've showed I'm that to you've showed that to your attorney, right? I didn't show it, but Sh- I spoke with him on the phone and I shared with him. Like I told him, and he he told me he was like, at this point, you just need to do the visit, and we'll just use this against him. And I, I left that conversation with my attorney feeling so helpless, so alone and victimized. And I just kept thinking, I kept thinking about it. I can't sleep at night. I stay up till like three in the morning, just researching articles, case laws. And I read all these crazy stories about coercive control and how ex-partners will hurt their kids. Like, physically permanently um because at this point my ex has lost total control over me he knows it like well i mean does he have have, does he have not so you bring up a good point but there's a caveat with this right because what i mean is is that it's so easy to go off you know to spiral into the catastrophic thinking i mean and to be honest i did the same thing there was a period of time where i'm like oh my god my ex is acting so so unhinged what is she capable of? And I actually was worried that I'd open the door and be greeted with, you know, a gunshot or something would happen to the kids. Now, technically, was there any behavioral patterns that, that in the, you know, in the previous 20 years that would lead me to believe that? No. Right. And nothing happened. Now, that's not to say that it's not capable that anything could happen, but, but, you got to be one, you got to be careful of worrying, you know, over, over worrying about what someone will do now. But the flip side to it is, is that in, in the course of your relationship, if you've seen warning signs and with you being previously in law enforcement, you have more of a background to be able to gauge people. I always find it amazing how police off. I have a family of, of police officers and sheriffs, uh, their ability to quickly read somebody and whether they're you know, not a good person or not. And I mean, and then then the answer on that is, is that if you can look back and you have patterns of behavior that show that, that your worry is legitimate, 
then you need to do something different. I mean, maybe you need to do an ex parte emergency hearing to say all these pat, you know, all these things are being said. I'm really concerned this erratic behavior and, uh, try to try to get an injunction or at least temporarily. So where the custody is changed, but all as well, here's the risk. If that story does not, if it all doesn't connect and make sense, it will ultimately hurt you and your credibility. And that's, that's the, the other flip side to the risk. And I've seen that happen before where, where people come, you know, they, they try to say, Hey, I, there's this problem. No one believes it. It's get, get, it gets proven or not, you know, unsubstantiated. And then you're dealing with that. But I mean, if you feel that that's really the, a real concern and you're worried that, that he, your ex is so angry that all he wants, you know, he's doing this to mess with you and you think, and you can look back and you, you could see that he has the ability to do something to, to your son, to his own son, just to try to hurt you and, and destroy or affect your relationship than, uh, that you currently have right now, then you have to take appropriate steps. Probably what's more than likely is he's just trying to be like, you know, you need to think about me, right? And he wants you and your new husband to be spending your time having conversations like we're having right now instead of enjoying your life. You know what I mean? Yeah, my husband and I have been talking a lot about this. Like he's, yeah. you know, my rock and stuff. And he, he's trying to figure stuff out at work and trying to figure out loopholes around it. But it's, it sucks because the court order, you know, I have yeah. to do the visit. So that's the problem we're having. Well, uh, but, but like no, I said, I mean, if you, if you really feel it, I mean, I would tell your attorney to force a, um, an emergency hearing. I mean, it may get denied, but at least you would try, you know, I mean, obviously it's going to cost you some money, mm -hmm. but, but I mean, you could turn around and say, Hey, look, because of COVID, because, because, you know, break it up into three, you know, into multiple areas. Like first area is COVID and high risk. Say the, the, the visitation right now under this situation is dangerous for everybody. You know, that's the first issue. The second issue is, and don't make it about the child support or anything like that, or even the alimony or whatever, you know, court fees and all, whatever. Don't make it about money, but make it about, you know, he's quit his job, he's moved states, you know, so that one is kind of like, maybe that would be the third one. Um, the next one would be all the erratic things and behaviors you're seeing, because those are, I mean, that's significant. You can say, hey, look, there, something's going on, you know, um, we're, there's all these comments being said, it's, it's very worrying. And I mean, I don't know whether you would file that. I mean, I, I don't even know who has jurisdiction now. Is California still have jurisdiction or has it been moved to Canada or who has, who has legal or what court has legal well, control of your situation? It's still California. Um, I've thought about applying for stuff here in Canada because they would have jurisdiction because we've already lived here for so long. Mm-hmm. But because of our immigration status, I can't, I can't do that. I can't get involved with the court system here. I would, you um, know what? I would try so to do, that. especially <laughs> since it's Zoom, since technically, you know, you could do it from, from your living room, I think. And I mean, unless they turn around and say you have to be here. And unfortunately, you'd probably have to have an attorney in California. But I would, I would file something here. I'd file an emergency order saying, you know, a, a temporary modification of, custody due to COVID and travel restrictions 
and uh and try that yeah like yeah like i spoke with my attorney because also one of the things that my ex has said and a lot is he's made a lot of comments about taking my son and and having him live with him and he's asked me many times like or told me many times like just the other day he said this one comment and i blew my mind it was like if you don't want to deal with me uh just send me you know the kid and you won't have to put up with me anymore or like some garbage like that and it was alarming because he was in a way admitting that he was being difficult on purpose and like you know I don't even know why he would want to have my kid personally I think it was because of child support you know because if he has my kid he doesn't have to pay obviously I mean it it could be you know but see, but, but, but what well, you're, tracker, yeah. no, but I mean, that's typically what they do. And, and, and honestly, it's like, if he know if he knows that your son is important and he's just trying to poke you in the eye, I mean, that happens on the flip side. I mean, that's how, you know, I mean, a lot of times for on the opposite side of it, it's the same thing. Well, you know, I've decided you can't see the kids and stuff like that. So, I mean, if that's that comment by itself doesn't necessarily raise alarms because I mean that you could look at that and say, well, that's a legitimate comment. Hey, if you're tired of dealing with me, just give me full custody and you don't ever have to see me again. You know, I mean, I, obviously that's well, ridiculous, but com- go ahead. The problem with the comment is that the problem with the comment is that it wasn't necessary. Like, you know, it would be necessary to say it if the other individual was being, uh, argumentative, right? Like if I was arguing with him, like if I was uh, expressing dislike with him, it would be appropriate for him to say that. But I wasn't. I was actually being very professional and I was trying to work something out with him, an alternative. So for him to say that, it did seem inappropriate and misplaced. Um, but so I talked to my attorney about it and, you know, I, I asked him if I could get supervised visits from this, and he said, "Well, it's still kind of iffy, right? Because that's not. something I've been working on. It's trying to get see that yeah, what, what you're going like, to need on that is kind of what, and I think it's what your attorney's working for is if if you do exercise the visit and it goes extremely poorly, then you use those incidents to try to then make that case to say, look, things are messed up enough. This is not this isn't appropriate." But it's a long term. It's going to be a long term fight. I mean, there isn't. Unfortunately, there's not going to be a a quick fix solution. I mean, the only quick fix solution might be is if you did an emergency hearing to try to get the court to say, okay, under the circumstances. But see, the thing is, is you know, you are really going to have to be careful how you word it, right? Because what even with what you just said right now. I mean, I understand. I mean, let me back up. I understand the situation, right? I mean, I understand what you're dealing with. I understand what the words mean, you know, what, what, what's really going on. And even then it, it's, it, it doesn't seem, it's really easy. It'd be really easy to just, yeah, you know, it's just a comment, you know, and no one's, and unfortunately most people aren't going to believe you to say, oh, that, you know, you're being nice. You're trying to be accommodating. You're trying to say, hey, look, you know, COVID, this is bad. Look, I'll let you have, I think you said like, you know, two, the two, the, the next two holidays, extended visits for the next couple of years, you know, when all this is over, whenever the, there's a vaccine and, and the pandemic is over, 
a lot of people aren't going to hear that, right? They're not even going to assume it. They're just going to kind of fill in the blanks with what they think is going on. That's how these people are able to accomplish a lot of what they do is because they can spin these tales in a little bit of, of believability and people go, oh, okay, well, that kind of makes sense. You know, wow, it's, it's such so bad that, you know, she drug, drug his child all the way to the other side of the country and won't ever let him see it. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's like people fall for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, yeah, like. No, I would just yeah, recommend you do say, the, like, it, so- if you really are worried about it, I would try an emergency hearing to just turn, you know, at least temporarily get custody pushed back. Um, but it's a long shot. It might work and it might not work. And if it doesn't and you're ordered to do it, well, then, you know, then at least, you know, you've tried everything, right? You've tried everything legally that you yeah. can, you know, you, you did what you were supposed to do. And if the courts say, no, sorry, send them. Uh, I mean, and to be perfectly, I, you know, my gut feeling is, and like I said, I'm not an attorney. So take this with a grain of salt. If you filed something in the state of California where they have jurisdiction and you're like, look, I'm in Canada. He used to be in California. He's now in some other state. Um, I want just, you know, just temporarily until this pandemic is done to where we can ensure the safety of our child and everyone involved. I want a temporary hold on this. And if they say, here's the thing. If they say yes, you're golden. And if they say no, you're right back where you are. The only thing you would be out is probably a couple thousand bucks in attorney's fees. So, I don't know. Yeah, it's so it's like, a tough uh, one. Since our, last, since, our, since our last hearing where he lost custody, um, I've been documenting, you know. I mean, I specialize in this. I went to school, you know, studying this. <laughs> so, yeah. I've just been building all this evidence. And, and I have, like, text messages. like Because he was doing this one thing at one point where he was messaging me from random phone numbers there's like these apps that generate fake phone numbers and you can send messages anonymously to people and it can't be traced back to you yeah and so he was sending me he was sending me messages like that complaining about me moving i understand what you're saying hey alls i mean we've already been on for 20 20 minutes um so i would just check what we were just talking about check into those as, as potentials maybe talk to your attorney again and then just pick a way ahead you know, I mean, maybe, maybe you decide, just say, okay, forget it. I guess we just, we just let him go for the few days and then deal with the quarantine and stuff when he comes back. Um, but, uh, I would check into the potential of doing an emergency order. All right. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm going to consult with a different attorney because part of me kind of is afraid that my attorney wants my ex to kidnap my kids so that the Hague Convention can take place and then it's more expensive for me. Like, I know that's crazy thinking, but a lot of these attorneys sometimes well, want things to happen. Yeah, I mean, they're, yeah. they're just looking for billable hours. I mean, but see, part of the problem is what you're talking about right now is you're starting to get into that catastrophic thinking and that will drive you crazy. Mm-hmm. So, but do... Yeah, I can't even sleep. <laughs> no, I don't blame you. All right. Well, check into that and then give it, get back with us and, and let us know how it goes, how it works out, all right? All right. Thanks, Glenn. All of you soon. Thank you. Man, I, and I know that, <clears throat> excuse me, I, I saw a few people saying that this story is triggering and it's triggering on multiple levels. It, it's, 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 I'm sure, I mean, like even last week, whenever she called in, 
it's easy for, for guys to, to get triggered because, you know, how dare you hold, you know, you, you know, you're keeping the kid away and that type of stuff, but you gotta, you gotta remember the context of it that what I mean is, is it, you know, you got a person who hasn't been involved the last time that, that he pushed it, it was, it was just, you know, the timing was weird, you know, I, I guess it's just, it's, it's just all of these things can be incredibly, incredibly triggering. Let me see what's going on. I, I'll see if I can find some comments that people were, were making. Cause I think there were some people who were commenting on what she was talking about. Like Marcin says, so triggering, which I, yeah, I understand. Well, and then over here she has God, I've been called unhinged by them. It, you know, the, the thing is, is it's, it's, they, they control a narrative. They paint a picture. They basically push your buttons to try to get you to behave in a way that helps them demonstrate what they're trying to say. You just got to be really careful on it. Miami Babe says, uh, on, on this subject, if the narc is planning to move to another state and they want to fight to take the kids, what can we do in advance to prepare for that fight? Uh, typically what happens is you're going to have to do a move away hearing. Um, your best bet is to, depending on how old your child is, but what you would want to do is say why it's better for the child to stay where they're at. And the easiest way to say that uh, if this is your situation, the, the problem is if this isn't your situation, then it may not help. But, but look at it this way. What you would want to say is, okay, you know, the other parent is moving and I'm not sure whether you're talking about your ex or you maybe your new spouse's ex, but, but here's the thing. Like in California, what I was told is if it's 50, 50, if you have 50, 50 custody, the burden is on the moving parent to try to prove why it would be better. And typically saying, oh, well, we're moving and it's going to be closer to family, that doesn't generally cut it. And what's easy for the person who's staying is to say, oh, well, the school's here, the teacher's here, or the, the doctor's, you know, the pediatrician that they've had since they were born is here, their therapist is here, their best friends is here. There's, you know, their sporting events and the team that they, that they hang out with, that they're all their friends is here. You know, hopefully you're in a, a decent school district and you can say, well, the school is, is well rated. It's a decent school. That's what you want to try to try to do. Now, the flip side to it is, is let's say in the situation, Miami, babe, the ex, the person who's moving has 80, 20. Let, let's say they have primary custody. Let's say they're the custodial parent and it's not joint. It's not joint physical, joint legal custody. Then it's going to be much easier for them to move. And that's what I was told to me too for California is that if the ex had more than 50-50, it would increase her odds of being able to leave the state, which is the reason why I immediately went for 50-50 to try to do that. So I don't know if you, I'll have to look to see if you added anything else on that, but that's your, your best bet. And, and try to stay calm. I, I know this is incredibly stressful because, you know, it's, it's a multi, it's a multifaceted thing. Like in my situation, 
had the ex been able to, you know, win the right to move away with the kids, one, I'm being basically erased. I'll never see the kids again. You know, I I didn't necessarily know it at the time. I suspected, but I didn't know for sure that she would, uh, I wouldn't get, you know, I would have never got the FaceTime calls. Uh, It would have been impossible to try to get with them. Um, I was so broke that seeing them would have been nearly impossible, which then goes into the other part of it is it would have flipped custody around and they would have been taking, you know, 65 to 70% of my take-home pay. And it would have been, I mean, I would have basically been knocked into the dirt and would have spent the next 12 to 15 years living on someone's couch just trying to, to you know, stay out of jail, basically. And when I say stay out of jail, I mean by not falling behind in child support and alimony to the point that I wasn't in contempt of court. Because as you guys know, I mean, they, they start by taking your driver's license and they start by issuing bench warrants. It just, it's a, it's a downward spiral. And, uh, you know, I mean, these people like to create so much chaos. Let's see if moderator Debbie is. All right. I already asked that one. Okay. So I got both the ones that she highlighted. Um, all right. I'm going to, does, I have another caller, but I'll, I'll grab that in a second. I just want to look to see what else is going on in the comments. Aw, I like this. Bears, Bears Cat says, uh, DSD, life would not be as clear without your sacrifice to bring us information about narcissism. That was uh, in re- reference to my comment earlier about being able to take something positive and, and, or something negative and turn it into a positive. I'll have to check out. Uh, I, I, I see your recommendation, um, iTumblers. I'll, uh, I'll check that out after the show. Oh, speaking of that, before I forget... Uh, I'm not immediately after this, but uh, an hour after the show ends, I'm going to be on um, Leslie Powers channel, uh, Spiritually Empowered Coaching. Let me see if I can pull, if you, let's see, if I go, how do I do this? If I go here, uh, let me, okay, cool, that one off. Um, if you go over to my main channel and just scroll down, she's this one right here. Uh, I'm going to be on her channel at uh eight my time, I think. And we're going to do a follow-up on the Johnny Depp discussion. So if you're available, tune in for that. That should be interesting. Probably frustrating in some regards because just of the reality of, of that particular topic. All right, let me scroll down and see what else is going on. Hey, iTumblers, can you send me a note on uh, on Discord with that so that uh, I, I don't lose the bubble on that? So I would like to check that person out that you're recommending. Oh, and just for people listening to the podcast and who can't see the comments, iTumblers is recommending a different, uh, I think, YouTuber as a potential guest on the show. So I'll check that out later today. All right, now I got to get... You know, I wish the... <laughs> It'd be nice if this other thing, this other chat window would actually show uh, the time stamp so I understand where we're at on this. All right, so I am going to go to the next caller. So uh, it looks like they're from New York. So 
Hello and welcome to the show. What's up, Dwayne? It's Matt from New York. How are you? Hey, Matt. How you doing, man? Hopefully, hopefully you're calling with more positive news. Has anything changed? Oh no, nothing's changed. It's not Thank positive, but it's it's all good. You know, it's fine. But uh, now I talked to my. I finally gave it a couple of days, and then I broached the subject with my wife about the conference that took place. And, and uh, well, let me just be, let me hold, hold on one second. Let me just say this just so so yeah. somebody tuning in. So Matt finally had he, he's living in the same house with his with his wife, though they're separating. It's been a real shit show, for lack of a better word. His their attorneys and the judge finally met. The judge last week basically said this is a 50 50 case. You guys can go to trial, but we're going 50 50. And the last when you called them before your wife had taken off to go someplace else and you had not had a, had an opportunity to have a conversation with her about that conference. Okay. That pretty much gets everyone caught up, right? I, okay. So what yeah, happened? Sir. What happened? Uh, I brought it up and I, I said, you know, have you talked to your lawyer about the conference? And you know, she obfuscated and uh, w talk about what I, I was, I was, I talked to him. Yeah. About what? And uh, I told her, well, you know, I agree with the judge had to say, what do you think? <laughs> And, uh, but long story short, she is not going to cooperate on creating a 50, 50 schedule. She interpreted the meeting as differently. I don't of know. Course. I emailed my lawyer during the week. Oh, yeah, of I, course. I, I, first I'm thinking I, I talked to, I talked to a couple of buddies of mine here and they were like, Oh yeah, she's, this is Nora. She's going to do this. But, uh, you know, that's not what she thought. She said, she acknowledged, I guess, that the judge said what she said about 50, 50, but said, yeah, but she backed off of that by the end. No idea what she meant. Who knows with her? I mean, well, you know, it's know it's possible the attorney, um, you know, said. See, here's the problem, Matt is is narcissistic, toxic people like this. They hear what they want to hear. It's like it's it's no, that's true. I didn't remember that. It's amazing how how you can turn around and say something, and they will pick cherry pick whatever happens to fit their narrative. So if, of course, if there was, I mean, all no, the, right. all the judge would have to say is well, this is a 50, 50 case. If you take it to trial, it's 50, 50, unless there's some, and you, and if I remember correctly, you said something like this, there's no extenuating circumstances. So there's no reason for this not to be 50, 50. That right there is enough for her to go, Oh, well, you don't know about the extenuating circumstances judge. You know, this is a slam dunk. We'll, we'll paint Matt to be a scumbag and you know, blah, blah, blah. Whatever. I guess, like I said, I heard, heard the, the judge asked her lawyer, like, what is, I told you, this, you know, is there anything wrong with the father? And he said no. So they already said there's nothing wrong with the father. I don't, no, I mean, unfor I what, unfortunately, I know judge, you know, unfortunately, yeah. dude, this means you're probably going to have to go to trial and it's going to cost you extra money, but whatever, right? I mean, this is, this is the... Yeah, it's whatever. It's what I expected anyway. Yeah. Um, If it happens. I don't, I don't know what she thought. I don't know what she's talking about. What, I mean, it could have been... I know that my lawyer confirmed with me after the conference. He, he made sure that I'm available to do distance learning, you know, yeah. so I guess be home while the COVID's going on. And uh, that was a concern of her. So maybe it could have been anything to the sense that the judge... Oh, dude, like, like I said, man... 50, 50, it, but it, I want to make sure yeah. Mr. Mr. So-and-so is going to be home. Right. And then my, oh, my attorney said, all right, we'll confirm that. Yeah. You know, which, yeah, yeah. which we did. So. No, it's, 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 but she's, uh, it's exactly what they do, she's man. Huffing and puffing. Oh, of course. Yeah. Of course. So she's trying to figure out how to, how she to, said, and yeah. what I would guess and what I would prepare yourself for, especially since you're still living with her is she's probably going to try to whittle you down to try to somehow convince you that it's in the best interest for it not to be 50, 50, just stay firm, man. 
And now if you have to go oh, to, yeah, of course. you know, I uh, mean, if you have to go to trial, then you go to trial, you get your 50, 50 and you move the heck the F on. And, you know, I mean, no, absolutely. She said at one point, she said, uh, she said, yeah, well, whatever, whatever with that, we're, we're I'm going to, we're going to get other people involved. Well, whatever. <laughs> no, no. I mean, okay. Oh, hey, Matt. Here, here's the deal, right? And it's this is the, yeah. the this is the thing you need you do need to anticipate. You need to anticipate that yeah. she's going to try to find anyone and everyone that will say that you're a piece of crap, and that will say that you're a bad dad. And it'll it she'll she'll try to recruit your family. She'll try to recruit neighbors. Um, you know, all that kind of crap to go to trial. Uh, don't worry too much about it. I mean, unless, I mean, obviously if your parents came and said, well, no, you know, I'm Matt's a scumbag and, and we never thought he should be around yeah. a, a child, you know, that obviously wouldn't be good, but, but that's the type of crap yeah, that you're, you, you, you should prepare yourself for, which is probably going to happen. But now, yeah. I mean, the thing is, I mean, is her, her own brothers don't speak to her and yeah. they talk to me. They don't, they, they don't. Speak and the reality is, and, I mean, I hate to say this is that if you end up going to court, I would ask, I mean, they may say no. But I would at least ask and say, hey, you know, um, going to trial, can I use you as a character reference? Would you come on the stand and, and testify that I'm, not, I'm a great guy and testify that your sister's a piece of garbage or batshit crazy, as my no, yeah, brother-in-law I mean, that's said? What, that was a text I, I got last year. I got a text from yeah. one of my brother-in-law that, you know, you know, I think you should be a part of uh, your son's life. If there's anything I can do to help in that when the time comes, let me know. Yeah. Yeah, you're golden, dude. I mean, I know it's still stressful, but yeah, I think you're, you're on the other side of this just, now. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. But I, I wasn't I wasn't really expecting a concession speech out of her, but, you know. Well, it, we can it, hope, it, it right? Is is, but. I mean, I don't, I don't you know. Yeah, yeah um, eventually. Honestly, dude, I mean, I, I, you know, I mean, there was a period of time. There's one time in my situation where I thought the ex was willing to negotiate. We had a conversation uh, and she's like, Oh really? We could, you know, we could make a thing. And I was like, Oh my God, thank God this is going to be f- fucking over. And, uh, you know, a couple mm-hmm. hours into it afterwards or the next day, I'm like, Oh my God, this isn't, she, that ain't, she isn't going to do that. And she didn't, she burnt the whole place to the ground, you know, <laughs> firebombed everything to try to get what she wanted. And, uh, you know, I mean, yeah. unfortunately that's what these people will do. And the re and the re- sad reality of this is the family court system sets this up because they have nothing to lose. Right. I mean, it, other than money. Right. right? I mean, you, if you're in a situation where you want full, you know, you want everything. OK, I, I want it. You know, if it's you and me, Matt, if, if you and I are battling it out and I know all I have to do is say no and force you to, to go through the court process. I mean, what do I got to lose? It's like if I'm going to get 50 50, no matter what, if I say no and make you fight for it now. A normal person would say, well, you're burning the whole place to the ground. You're going to create so much animosity that by the time you get to that. See, I think this is the problem that these people think. They think, okay, well, I'll put your life through a living hell. And then by the time you get 50-50, we'll be able to be like, you know, okay, bygones. You know, okay, you know, we can all be friends now, right? I mean, we went to war and and I lost, but, you know, hey, it's all good. And it's not, you know. So, sorry, I was trying to yeah. throw in a weird analogy on that. I don't know if it worked, but, but. Dude, it sounds no, honestly, like like I said, she's a go ahead. She's practically bankrupt. I don't know what she's uh, what she's gonna fight with, but we'll yeah. see. I don't know if she's just delusional right now or just not coming to terms. Oh, if somebody somebody probably told her that uh, you know you can get him to pay for for the for the your attorney and you know, I mean it's it's crazy. You know, dude, I had the same thing. I you know my ex told the her attorney that 
that I had $100,000 cash from the retirement fund, which we pulled out to use bills and pay taxes. And uh, that attorney went after me like there was no win because all she saw was dollar signs. She's like, oh, wow, 100000 You know, I'll be able to at least get 30 of that. And, uh, you know, whenever the attorney realized there was no big cash cow because I was able to account that it was spent on bills and taxes, uh, and when she couldn't pay it anymore, it just backed off. But I mean, unfortunately, until these people hit a brick wall, they will drive it to the ground, you know, drive everything into the ground. It's really frustrating, but dude, you're, you're, you keep yeah. getting better news. Um, just stay focused on that. Realize that this chick like, like take, I mean, I know you've been around a while. I'm mean, like John Boston talks all the time about how his ex, you know, burnt everything to the ground, destroyed everything, lost tons of money and didn't even get what she wanted. Right. I mean, but the problem is, is these people yeah. will do that. They'll just double and triple down until they lose everything and can't do it anymore. And if your ex is already broke, yeah, you're right. then you're in a better position because at some point her attorney is going to say, Hey, Hey pumpkin, you know, um, you already owe me money and yeah. to go to this trial is going to cost I mean, Jesus, it's probably at least, a, you know, it's probably depending on how expensive your attorneys are at least $1,500, if not $3,000 a day for you guys to be there. So if a trial's three days, that's... No, yeah, it's up there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's like, so... It's going to be uh, like up to like $15,000, $20,000. Exactly. Each of us. Yeah. All right, man. Anything so, else you want to want to say before you, right. you depart? No, I just, I want to let you know over the weekend I joined as a member. So trying to help out. I appreciate everything you do. Thanks, so, man. I really appreciate, I appreciate that. Thank you. All right. Have a good you rest of your day. Bro. Talk to you later. So, man, I, you know, I, I, I want to say, well, I know we're running out of time, but I just want to say one thing um, that I, I appreciate about you guys on this channel. And I say guys, I mean everybody, right? Because I know that we were like 50 50 uh, man, male to female. And that's, it, it seems like the, success rate of people that are involved in this channel. I know it has nothing to do with me. Maybe it's just a mentality or the type of people that we get here, but things seem to turn out. Okay. You know, I'll go to Facebook and I'll look at some of the other stuff, other, other, what other people are saying. And it's just, just, just bad news after bad news after bad news. And it's like, I, and it makes me a little gun shy because I'm like, I, I appreciate the fact that we have people who are really taking some constructive, you know, take, I'm trying to say they're taking charge of their lives. <clears throat> they're, they're making some better decisions and they're getting better results throughout all of this. Maybe not the, you know, not everything, but, how, but think about it, guys. I mean, anyone who's been here for listening to this show for a while, how many times do we get people calling in with, situations that, that now, I mean, granted the first caller, that's kind of a stressful situation, but, but at the end things seem to turn out. And I would imagine even with going back to that first caller that, that this will normally play out to her advantage later. I mean, I could be wrong, but all right, let's see here. supposed to do oh man john i'm trying to look at I, i'm missing part of your comment oh, i missed probably i missed what you said oh, okay let me let me pull up over here you say here uh i have a bunch of stuff 
for my soon-to-be ex to pick up from the house. Okay, she's coming this weekend with a moving truck, but she is not complying with our agreement. She is supposed to, she is supposed to do something. Um, should I use this stuff as leverage and tell her I won't let her pick the stuff up until she does what she's supposed to do? <clears throat> well, the problem with that is it, I, don't, I don't understand the context. So if this, the thing she's supposed to do is also in the court order, you could potentially do that. Um, oh, you say you would call. We only have a couple of minutes. I mean, if you want to call, dude, honestly, we're really short on time. So, and I have hard breaks after this, unfortunately. Uh, but call tomorrow, John, and, you know, just call in early and we'll cover that. If hopefully you didn't say she's coming tomorrow or today. So the, the only, the only thing I would say on that just as a potential risk is if she's coming to pick up her court order, if she's got a court order that says she can pick up her stuff and you're throwing a stipulation into it that isn't, that could potentially cause you a problem. However, I mean, I, my ex kind of did that. I mean, I, I kept trying to get the stuff and it was like my stuff. And there was always this, uh, this, you know, I don't know what the right word is, but, uh, there was always some something, well, you can do it this way, you can do it that way, but you know, not the way I wanted. Uh, it was really frustrating. I, wa- I didn't want her there whenever I went and picked my stuff up. And she's like, no, I must be here. So I'm like, whatever. So I finally had to go over there, grab my stuff, loaded it up, and got the, got the heck out of there. Oh, if you're, John, if you're not required to give her anything, then if she's supposed, if you're wanting something, say, Hey, look, yeah. I mean, if that's the case, if, if there's nothing, if you don't have a court or if she doesn't have a court order that says that, you know, I'm entitled to all these things and John must give them up. I would say, Hey, look, you know, I don't want your crap, but here's the deal. Do, do this, this, I don't know what the thing is, but do this that you're supposed to do that you said you would do. And as soon as you do that, you can have it all. Yeah. I mean, if it's no skin off your back, the problem is, is that for narcissistic people, they tend to, will tend to, um, what's the word I'm looking for? To, to just look for chaos. If, you know, if there's peace, <laughs> they'll look for chaos to just to create, create drama. And uh, just, you know, keep that one in mind. Then you have to just decide what it's worth, right? I mean, there's there's some stuff that I wanted that I was supposed to get that I just let go because it was like, you know, I, I just, it's not worth it. I have a whole bunch. I used to, for, for two decades, I collected picture books. I'm into photography, so I would buy those big coffee table books. I had tons of them, you know, that were important to me that I bought from, you know, 20 years ago. Well, when the marriage fell apart, right? I guess now it's Jesus, what, 25, 30 years ago. And I lost all of those and I really wanted them back. And I wrote it in specifically into the court order that I could get it back. But it just got to the point where I'm like, I'm not even going to, you know, it's not worth it. I'm not going to, to give her the satisfaction of begging for my stuff. I'm just not going to do it. And, uh, you know, that's, uh, you know, I mean, but it depends. It depends on what, what it is. I mean, if I had really felt that those things were super important, then I would have uh, done something different. 
But on that, thanks guys for hanging out. Remember, in an hour, I'm going to be on Spiritually Empowered Coaching so on, a, uh, on her live stream. So follow us over there. Check that out. Uh, speaking of channel members and stuff, because I know we had some, I uh, just want to say thank you to all the people. I know we've got a, over the weekend, we had a few more. I kind of did a membership drive. So uh, what, what I wanted to say on that is even the lowest tier, the $2 tier, as more people do that, it adds up and it really helps to keep the phone lines on to, to, to just keep it going. Because, I mean, you know, this crap ain't free. <laughs> but on that, I want to say thanks to all the channel members. I really appreciate you guys. Uh, thank you so much for, for supporting what I do and uh, doing that. And I understand that in a lot of ways, people just don't have even the two bucks. And if that's the case, I understand. I was there too. All right, guys. See you tomorrow.